Hey, this is Stu with Bitcoin Fi, the cross-section between financial independence and crypto. So today I wanted to talk about meme coins. I've gotten several questions recently about Shiba Inu, Dogecoin, other <laughs> meme coins, and I just wanted to give my take on how I approach them and a few thoughts specifically about Shiba and Doge. So to get started here, the way I look at things is Bitcoin and Ethereum are reliable, they are proven. A lot of adoption has taken place with Bitcoin, a lot of adoption has taken place with Ethereum, and Ethereum powers a ton of tokens. Ethereum powers a lot of the decentralized finance space. We haven't really talked about that, I will address this in a future episode. Um, for short it's called DeFi but Ethereum is powering that a lot. And actually Shiba has some tie-in to the decentralized finance space. And I'll get into this a little bit later in the episode. But there have been some interesting headlines lately about someone who bought $8,000 worth of Shiba Inu coin about 400 days ago. And with the insane run-up in the last year or so, that person ended up with 5.7 billion, I believe, at or near the top of Shiba's run. Shiba has since cooled off to some degree, so maybe he's got 4 billion now. I'm not really sure, but the market did get spooked when this wallet with all this Shiba started moving their Shiba tokens around. They moved it into some different wallets, and that triggered a sell-off. All right, so that's kind of interesting and crazy about Shiba coin. And a lot of what I learned came from Andre Jick on YouTube. I will link his video about Shiba Coin. But it's pretty interesting. It's a lot to do with psychology and community when it comes to meme stocks. And we saw this last year or earlier this year. I can't even remember when. But for a while, all I ever heard about was GameStop and AMC and how this Reddit group called Wall Street Bets was bidding up the price of these stocks, these meme stocks to just insane levels that didn't make any sense and that disconnected those stocks from the business fundamentals. So kind of some crazy stuff happened. What really bothers me about meme stocks and meme tokens is the late adopters a lot of times will get hurt. The people that hear about it last, the people that don't know what they're doing as much, they see these headlines, they see these crazy returns, they get in and then by that point it's too late. I've heard it with stocks that as soon as you're getting stock tips from your barber or something like that from the cashier at the grocery store, it's probably too late. The opportunity is probably passed. The bubble or the balloon is going to pop at some point and, and it's going to lose its momentum. It's going to start losing steam. That's kind of what we saw with Shiba as it overtook Doge, made it to the top 10, but then it's kind of crashed back down a certain amount. I think it's the 11th ranked coin at the time I'm recording and Doge is still in 8th or ninth. So the other sad part of the whole situation with the meme stocks when all of these stocks got pumped up by small retail investors trying to stick it to the hedge funds that were shorting these stocks basically they got shut down. Robinhood halted their trading. They couldn't sell. They got locked in and this highlights a problem with the traditional finance system, the centralization. What 
people were doing with meme stocks was not super smart. It was not how it's supposed to work. It doesn't make sense fundamentally. But the, it did work, and it it did prove a point. But then they still got shut down and were not allowed to sell. Robinhood stopped selling and filling these orders partially because of an archaic system, partially because you are not their customer. The customer is the hedge funds and the people with the algorithmic trading that they're doing payment for order flow. That's a whole other subject, but that's one thing with meme coins and crypto. At least it's decentralized. At least you have some control over that versus the traditional financial stock market has a lot of centralization and a lot of manipulation by the big people in control of the market, basically, the big companies. So, anyway, I did start reading the white paper. I haven't finished it. It got kind of complicated, and I want to revisit it. But I did read more on their site, and it is pretty interesting. It seems like they have done a really good job. The SHIB token runs on Ethereum. There is a community of developers that's being actively developed, whereas Dogecoin is not being actively developed for the most part. So Shiba has a lot more development happening on it, which is good. When you're looking at altcoins, one of the main things you want to look at is the development activity, and you want to see that there is a good group of developers working to improve the protocol, take care of any bugs, etc. So with Shiba Coin, there are actually three coins associated with Shiba. The first one is the one that you hear about in the headlines, Shiba Inu. And that is just a token. It's just a decentralized currency. The next one is called Leash. And it's about liquidity and staking. There's a third token called Bone, where it is a governance token, where you get to vote on the governance and help decide and guide the developers on where you want the future of Shiba development to go. So I'm not going to go too into detail. We haven't really talked about some of these concepts, but staking is essentially when you, you potentially lock up some of your coins and you get a yield. A lot of these new tokens are proof of stake instead of proof of work like Bitcoin. Bitcoin uses mining and electricity to release more Bitcoin. Ethereum is moving to a proof of stake to be more energy efficient. Shiba is a proof of stake. Cardano is a proof of stake. Most of the newer altcoins that are doing well are some sort of proof of stake protocol. It's pretty fast, it's energy efficient, and that is what Shiba is doing. So when you stake your coins, you're basically just putting those into the network and allowing those coins to validate transactions to some degree. This is super simplified, by the way, but you get rewarded by providing some of your stake. So Shiba has that where you can stake your coins, and that's through their leash token. They have another one where you can dig, as they say. You can dig and bury this bone and that's where you get to provide liquidity and you have this uh, this governance model. This probably isn't making a whole lot of sense but we'll keep going. I will link some stuff if you want to learn more. 
the other part of Shiba is it has an NFT marketplace, and that's kind of cool. NFTs are also making a lot of headlines, so the fact that they have an NFT marketplace probably is a good thing for them, and it also adds to the hype. It's just another feature where you can buy and sell NFTs. For Shiba to go to one cent, basically it would be three times bigger than Bitcoin. It's not impossible to get there, but that's kind of what people have said. It's like it's .0005 or whatever. And sure, it could get to a cent, but it would be three times bigger than Bitcoin right now. That might take quite some time, a lot of adoption, and a lot of companies would have to start accepting this token. So it would make it bigger than Amazon and Google and Microsoft. You know, it is not impossible, but it's just not super, super likely. Okay, so it is just crazy how the community has bid up this coin and, you know, they use this Sheeb army and they get recruits and stuff. It's kind of interesting. There is a part to this where I'm not going to go too deep, but Shiba has a part in DeFi. They have a decentralized exchange where you can buy and trade your Shiba coins with other tokens on Ethereum. So that's also something cool. There are other DeFi exchanges called Uniswap, SushiSwap, PancakeSwap, and I'll have a future episode on this. I'll probably link something but just know that DeFi is huge. It's growing like crazy. And it is probably going to be a, a big part of the future of cryptocurrency. And the fact that they have their own decentralized exchange also is a good thing. So there's so much more to Shiba than Dogecoin. It's got the NFT aspect. It's got staking. It's got a decentralized exchange. And then one last thing I'll share about Shiba is they actually have a charity rescuing Shiba Inu dogs. They're tied in with the Shiba Inu Rescue Association. You can actually link your Amazon account and go through Amazon Smile and a portion of your purchases on Amazon can be donated to this. So they really are all in and they've got this very well thought out comprehensive ecosystem with the Shiba token. Pretty interesting. They are audited. Audits are expensive. And I looked at that a little bit. It seems like they have resolved any and all issues, major or minor, that were uncovered in the audit. So that is also encouraging. Overall, if I had to choose between one of them, I probably would choose Shiba over Dogecoin because it just has so much more development. But I'm not super excited about either. I do have a, like, I put $100 into Dogecoin and it's down quite a bit right now and I have no Shiba. I don't really have any interest in it. There's a guy on LinkedIn that has a pretty insightful post that I read and his name is Jason Lowerly. I don't know if he has any real credentials or anything, but it was one of the more insightful things I had read in a while and it was just some commentary on this chart. So check out the show notes and check out this LinkedIn post. I'm going to read parts of it and it might be a little in the weeds, but here we go. Um, here's what he says. He says, in order for an altcoin to flip Bitcoin, like Shiba Inu coin just did to Doge, it would have to build a larger and more entrenched network of physical infrastructure, like Bitcoin currently has with its massive mining network. 
This is precisely why Bitcoin employs the proof-of-work protocol. If competing blockchain wants to outscale Bitcoin, it has to outscale its physical infrastructure too. Bitcoin's physical mining infrastructure is what makes it real. Without that physical infrastructure in place, there would be virtually zero marginal cost required to outscale Bitcoin's network and subsume, which means absorb, its value. As we are seeing happen to Doge right now, not even Bitcoin's status as original would be able to protect it from such an attack. This is the secret sauce that crypto newbies so frequently miss. There have been literally thousands of altcoins created to improve upon Bitcoin. Nevertheless, the proportional value of all altcoins relative to Bitcoin, including and especially the most promising ones, have been consistently trending towards zero when divided or denominated by Bitcoin. Okay, so this is where he references the chart that is in the post. And what he's saying is all of these altcoins are trending towards zero when denominated by Bitcoin. Okay, and, and here he gives an explanation according to his viewpoint. Okay, why? None of them can compete with Bitcoin's physical footprint. That footprint is what grounds the crypto economy into the physical world. It is what makes a crypto asset truly real, truly unique, and truly irreproducible. This means that any altcoin wanting to protect itself from being shibad in the future will have to bend the knee to Bitcoin as its base layer collateral asset. These altcoins will be valuable only insofar as the amount of Bitcoin they wrap, or in other words, the amount of Bitcoin they can be exchanged for. This means if you own Bitcoin, you have pre-diversified into every crypto asset because they will all eventually have to denominate their value in Bitcoin if they want to claim to have any value at all. Owning the physical defense token, aka Bitcoin, value storage and denomination token means passively subsuming or absorbing all the productive value to ever be generated off other altcoins before it happens. So be wary of people who would claim that Bitcoin's proof-of-work protocol is energy-intensive, because energy intensity is the entire point of Bitcoin. Non-energy-intensive coins cannot survive denial-of-service attacks, both from the same chain network span, but also from new competing blockchain networks, especially the ones with dog memes. Hopefully, you got something out of that. Check out the full post. When I first got into crypto in 2017, I thought I'd missed the boat on Bitcoin because Bitcoin at the time, it was December 5th when I decided to buy, it was um, like 10000 and it was on its way up to 20000 So what was Ethereum, I think it was like 400 or 500 and on its way up to, I don't know, maybe 2000 I don't remember how high it got back then. But basically, I thought I missed the boat and I definitely did not. Ethereum was around uh, $400 when I got into that. And I'm really glad I did get into Ethereum because Ethereum and Bitcoin are the two top dogs. They are going to be there. The adoption level, the development level is just orders of magnitude more than any of these other newer coins. You know, I got into some of these other coins like OMG, Lisk, Verge, Monero, Augur was another one. These were coins that were in the top 30. Most of them are out of the top 100 or out of the top 50. Like they have fallen so far, they have been replaced. 
And this goes back to Andre Jick's video, and his point is a while ago it was Doge, yesterday it was Shiba, we've got Solana, you know, there's going to be new coins. We've had Cardano do a big run up, we had Internet, Computer Protocol. All these coins have kind of had their time in the spotlight, but then they fade. And like this chart shows, a lot of them are losing their value to. Bitcoin. The point is, is that there is another opportunity around the corner when it comes to altcoins. They're going to rotate in and out of the spotlight. And maybe I'm being simple-minded here. You know, like I said, I thought I had missed the boat. The more I study about crypto, the more I become what's called a Bitcoin maximalist. And I Never thought I would be a Bitcoin maximalist because Ethereum seems so much cooler. Solana seems so much cooler. All of these other coins that supposedly have improvements and additional functionality and all this stuff, but over time they lose their value when denominated in Bitcoin. They have their time in the spotlight. If I was to put it very simply, I see altcoins as kind of just gambling I have money in altcoins. I put money in some altcoins. I just got a 3x on Looprink. So what am I going to do with that money? I probably just need to sell on the next pump. Hopefully it pumps again because it's a little bit down now. So it just is not my main focus. It's not that these tokens or these coins don't provide value or have some use case. And some of them are going to win. Some of them are going to have some room to grow. But a lot of them are going to fall by the wayside. And that's my point. Alright, we'll wrap it up now. Let me know if you have any feedback or want me to go into anything deeper. I know I need to do so many episodes with decentralized finance or DeFi with proof of work versus proof of stake. I've got a blog post on that already. So we'll go into things more and more as we keep trucking along here. Let me know if you have specific questions. But this is the most pertinent and persistent question that I keep getting so I wanted to address that and we'll keep learning and addressing new developments and new topics going forward all right if you like the podcast and you made it this far hopefully you enjoyed it and if you wouldn't mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend remember that financial independence is stewable and I'll be back with you soon